Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Embraces their child and raises them up. Let me see you as a grandparent sits in pride watching their children, their grandchildren graduate and go to the next stages in life. Help me to see you, God. Help me to see you as you go through and you touch the lives of those who feel that they don't know you, God. Help me to see you, Lord, in being able to give strength and healing to those whose bodies are broken down. Help me to see you, God. Help me to see you. He had not seen him. He had not seen him. He heard of him. He heard of him. And, and he was able to build a wonderful life based on what he heard. But now his eye seeth. Now his eye seeth. For the first time, Job saw God with his spiritual eyes. With his spiritual eyes. The things that the naked eye just can't see. But the things that the spiritual eye can behold. Can understand. Can embrace. Can appreciate. Help me to see you, Lord. Open my eyes. Open my spiritual eyes. My spiritual eyes. He now saw God from a perspective not merely based upon his situation or condition. You see, when things are going well, when things are going easy, it's easy to feel the presence of God. When things are, when it feels like your blessing is, is, is full, it's easy to feel his presence. Oh, you just feel him everywhere. Oh, yes, I feel God. Oh, I feel God. Oh, well, you know that all the bills are paid and everything's going right. Oh, I feel God. I feel God. Everything's going well in your body. Your relationships are going good. Oh, I feel God. But what happens when all of that is turned upside down? What happens when all of that is disturbed? Can you see God in the middle of it? Oh, my goodness. He said, look, look, look. Uh, he had to get past the point of, of looking at his situation and condition and actually seeing God, seeing God, because now he now saw God as as all knowing. He now saw God as all powerful, as creator, as the almighty. He now saw God for who he truly was and truly is. He's God. He's God. He's God. Listen, Dr. Tony Evans, he, he shared this powerful revelation from Job's experience. I believe this will truly bless you. He said these words. God sometimes allows us to go through painful and even prolonged suffering to give us a fresh vision of him that goes far beyond what we could have otherwise experienced. In other, in other words, the only way we can see God the way we do now is going through exactly what we had to go through. The only way we can understand God the way we understand him is to have experienced that pain, to have experienced that frustration, to have experienced that brokenness, to have experienced that loneliness, to have gone through that and felt like you were ostracized and felt like you were uh, set aside, felt like you were by yourself, felt like you were being ignored, felt like nobody even knew you were living, but yet you went through that and it was a way that God introduced himself 
to you. You had to go through that experience. You had to go through the time of being on your back in the hospital bed, trying to figure out what the doctors are saying, and they don't even know. They don't even understand, but somehow you were able to get up off that bed and get out. You had to start in a wheelchair, and then you went to a walker, and it took you some time, but you finally got strength in your legs to be able to walk again. You had to go through that experience so you could see God the way you see him now. So you can see him the way you see him now, the way you see him now. This is why Jesus even said, and I've told you this story before as well. Jesus said, I, I must go through Samaria. I must go through, I need to go through Samaria. A Jewish man going through Samaria where the Samaritans were, they did not uh, a click. They did not. In fact, the Jews looked at them as being a half breed, being beneath them, not worthy of being around them. But Jesus said, I need to go through. I need to go through. I've got to go to this low, low place because there's purpose there. I've got to go through this low place because there's destiny there. There's a reason why I've got to go there. And he was willing to go into this place that nobody else imagined. Nobody else could understand. It didn't make sense to anyone else, but he knew it was his purpose. It's what God wanted him to do it's what God wanted him to do and he went through it faithfully he went through it faithfully and here we have to understand this Job came to the place the Job our, our, our focus here Job came to the place of true humility and repented of his pride and self-righteousness he repented of his pride and self righteousness. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Watch your pride. Watch your pride. You have to be careful. And I want you to understand he wasn't repenting because of all that foolishness that Eliphaz, Zophar, and Bildad was talking about. No, he wasn't repenting for that. He had come to the realization of himself. He had come to understand where he missed it. He had come to understand where he was not opening his heart to God and receiving God and allowing God to touch him and change him in his heart from the inside to the outside. He realized that and he repented. He repented of that. He repented of not understanding that he belonged to God and he was in God's hands. He repented of not walking in faith, knowing that God had him every step of the way. Listen, if God can hang the stars, if he can cause the sun to shine, if he can cause waters to roll, roll down the, the hill and the mountain, if he can call the winds to blow, then how much more is he looking at you and caring for you? Oh, my goodness. How much more does it matter that he loves you just that much? Regardless of what your mistake is, regardless of what you've gone through, he still loves you just that much. Even with everything else, he has spinning. The, the earth is spinning and revolving around the sun and as other planets revolve around every other planet and the sun in our solar system. God is controlling all of that. But yet he still loves you enough to check on you. Oh, my God, this is what Job had come to the realization of. And he said, Father, I repent. I repent. I repent. I want you to look with me at verse seven. Look at verse seven. And it says, and it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Ah, here, 
Eliphaz and his friends were rebuked by God. The creator of all things says this to them. He says, listen, I want you to know my wrath is kindled against thee. Oh, my God. What? God said my wrath is kindled against. That's something you never want to hear. You never all the days you're breathing. You never want to hear those words. Can you imagine the terror that gripped his heart and all of their hearts? Can you imagine? He said, listen, my, my wrath is kindled against you. It's kindled against you. Why? Because you said the stuff that's not even right. You said things about me that's not even true. You said these things and you, you walk around. No, I, I, I want to deal with you. I want to deal with you. Here, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar learned that even though they spent their time attempting to defend God and his justice, and his justice, they were mostly accusing and judging Job. Watch this. A servant of God. <laughs> they spent all their time going after him, talking about him, telling him, listen, no, this has got to be your fault. It's got to be. Come on, we're talking about God. God and you. God and you. It's got to be your fault. It's something you did. It's something you did. Yeah, you know you did it. You know you did it. And so they're going, he's going through it. The man's sitting here in, poor, in pain and all that. And, and so he's sitting there dealing with that, and God's watching. God's watching all of it. And he said, listen, I, I, I have something to say to you. I have a wrath that's kindled upon you. You see, it wasn't their place to judge, but to reveal the truth about God. Let me say that again. It wasn't their place to judge, but to reveal the truth about God. This is where every servant, every child of God, has to be careful. You can't just go in and just go judging everything, go judging and, and, and all of that. No, no, you better tell the truth. And if you don't know the truth, say, listen, I'm going to get back with you. No, 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 no I'm, I'm not forgetting about you. I promise I'll be right back. You go and you, oh, you break open your Bible. You pull out your concordance. <laughs> you get your NIV, your, your KJV, you, you, you get your, 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 whatever one you need, your, your new American standard, whatever you got to do. <laughs> You break out your word and you study it first and then you go back and then you go back. Don't just start spouting out talking about what God. No, no, no. Make sure that you know you're hearing from God and then you address them. You share it with them. You share his love and give them the truth. Listen, never put yourself in the seat of judgment when you are sent to comfort someone. Let me say that again. Never put yourself in the seat of judgment when you are sent to comfort someone. Never do that. Never do that. Listen, you don't go over to somebody and you sit there to comfort them and you're like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm here to comfort. And, 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 you know, you look at like, Lord, have mercy. You, you know, y'all really need to paint in this room. You, you know, this, these walls need some paint. Did y'all know that? You walk in and say, oh, God, this grass, um, this grass. So you, you don't have a lawn guy. Y'all don't have a lawnmower? You, and you go and say, listen, let me tell you something. If it bothers you that bad, why don't you go buy two coats, two, two um, boxes of paint, two cans of paint, and you go there and you paint yourself. How about that? Why don't you grab your lawnmower and you go back and you cut the grass if it bothers you that much? Otherwise, you ignore all of those things. Let God deal with it, but you focus on them because they are your assignment and the reason why you're there. That's why you focus. That's what you focus on. That's what you focus 
on. You don't sit there trying to judge them. You sit there and bring comfort because that's why you're there. Also, in their attempt to defend God, they argued that all suffering was the direct result of sin. This was their point. They said, no, you had to have done something. The only reason why you could be suffering the way you have, to have lost everything you have, Job, the only reason why is because you got sin in your life. You got sin in your life. You know you do. You know there's something that you've done. <laughs> so they're saying that this is the reason why everybody goes, the reason why anybody goes through anything is because of sin. It's the result of sin. Listen, that wasn't true then, and it's, not, and it's still not true today. Do you hear me? It wasn't true then, and it's still not true today. Listen, I don't want you to be thinking because you're going through something that it's because of sin in your life. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that at all. Listen, every problem that we go through is not always based upon sin. It's not based upon sin. Listen, when the disciples went to Jesus regarding a blind man, it was in John chapter 9, verses 2 and 3. It says this, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Oh, my God, let me tell you something. It's not based upon your sin. Don't sit there and think, oh, did I not give, give the, the person that asked me for a dollar? Was that sin? Maybe I did. Oh, oh I didn't call those people back. Oh, that's, that, that's why I'm dealing with this problem. Oh, oh, oh man, I, I, I didn't go down and volunteer my time. That's why I did. No, no, no. Don't you ever think that. Listen, some things you are going through, they are just so that the works of God can be made manifest in and through your life. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.